0: It's the committee that has the power to impeach the president, and it's escalating its investigation into the administration's activities, the president's businesses, and his potential ties to Russia. The House Judiciary Committee is demanding documents from the White House as well as the president's company, charity, transition team, inauguration, and 2016 campaign. Joining me is the former U.S. Attorney for Georgia, Michael Moore. He's now a partner at Polk McLamory. Thanks for joining me.
1: I'm glad to be with you, James. Thanks for having me.
0: What struck you most about the document request? Where do you see the most danger for President Trump?
1: You know, I I have felt all along that this case, uh, whether it be through Bob Mueller, whether it be through the Southern District of New York, and now perhaps through some of the House committees, that this is going to be a case about following the money. And so what we're seeing is, in fact, uh, the, the Democrats reaching out and closing some of the holes that we've we've had uh, hanging out in this investigation for the last couple of years. I mean, a lot of this could be resolved if we just had the president's tax returns. He's refused to do that. looks to me like now the Democrats are, are going to move forward. They need to know what, what money is owed, what interest was deducted, who were creditors, uh, was in fact Russian money infused through the business or uh, through, through the Trump organization. And so those Those things to me are probably um, what I look for to be some of the most damning evidence.
0: There are sweeping requests that cover possible corruption, abuse Mm -hmm. of power, obstruction of justice. The chairman, Jerry Nadler, said this isn't part of an early impeachment inquiry, but does it look that way?
1: You know, um, I I think impeachment is further down the road. Um, I I have a real question on whether or not there's a political appetite for it and, and what exactly you know the chairman and connects with the speaker, may, what decisions they may make about how how to move that forward. I know there's some uh, maybe newer members of Congress who feel like that's what immediately what the Democrats ought to do, but I do think that again that's a political process. The question from will will be, I think, will, through this investigation and through what we learn ultimately from Bob Mueller's report. Um, is there evidence of a high crime or misdemeanor? And the Congress will decide those standards uh, and will decide how much proof, in fact, they have. I know some people want to say, well, the House will impeach because there's not enough votes in the Senate. I don't know if that's true or not, or I don't know if at some point the Republicans will make a collective decision that the, the president and, and, you know, his uh, con, his. his circle uh, might be too large of an albatross to have around their necks going into 2020. Those are those will be political considerations, but I, I think that you may see uh, some evaluation of that once we know exactly what evidence Bob Mueller has. What we have now in the public record uh, are pretty significant Connections and ties with Russia. Uh, we can't get around the idea that there was this Russian meeting. We can't get around the, the, the fact that there that, that was an attempt to cover that up. We know that polling data was shared. We know for some reason Manafort was brought into the campaign and became a, the, the, basically the manager of the campaign uh, uh, without pay. Uh, we know that there was discussions uh, about sanctions. We know that Mike Flynn's testimony is still uh, working, that he's given Mueller a lot of information that we don't yet uh, have disclosure of at this point. So I think there are a lot of shoes left to drop, but I can tell you with what's already out there, um, you know, there's, it, it, it's it's some pretty damning information against the president.
0: Now, Democratic leaders say that they'll subpoena the special counsel's report if Attorney General William Barr declines to hand mm-hmm. it over, and they'll sue to enforce the subpoena. President Nixon lost his fight over the secret White House tapes in court. Will this fight go that way, or do you think that the things have changed in the court since then?
1: You know, I think that obviously there's been a change in the court, but let me tell you, you know, there, there's been some discussion about whether or not there would be privilege provisions of the report that shouldn't come out. Remember that executive privilege was never meant to be uh, a shield to protect people from criminal conduct. Uh, it, there's a legitimate purpose to have executive privilege, and th- that is to have Deliberative discussions that's to be able to talk about policy uh, things in private, Um, but it's never its never meant to be sort of the cloak of protection uh, against uh, criminal prosecution and that's that's what it's being used for today. So you've, you've got the question of privilege. You also have the question now of how much under the regulations of the report of Mueller's report might come out under the new attorney general. It sounded like during his confirmation hearings he was not uh, a, a big fan of just letting the whole thing out and that he was going to try to follow that. And, but remember, those regulations are sort of the product of this, the Ken Starr era, when we had, you know, these, these uh, you know, sort of soft core horned almost uh, reports out there put out with great public fanfare and all the scandalous details and all. So there was, they were looking for some way, I think, to sort of put the reins on that. Um, I think you could see people subpoenaed. I think you know, whether or not there was an enforcement of Bob Mueller subpoena that would be a question, or whether or not he would, he would feel like he, he should come forward. You might find him joining that because he's particularly respected respectful of his role, of his, the, the breadth of his authority, uh, and I think of the, the process as a whole. So I, I don't think you're going to see him out there on a, a voluntary tell-all stage. Um, but I also think the public has a significant interest in having information about the president, about the administration, about these ties that have been alleged uh, with, with a foreign government. Um, and you're going to see, I think, enormous political pressure for a lot of that information to come out. So you may have some committee hearings. You may have some subpoenas. You may have somebody stand up and read parts of the report from the floor, you know, mm-hmm. of one of the chambers. I mean, who, who knows at that point? But um, I do think there's a benefit in getting, in getting information out. On the other side of that, um, I'll, I'll tell you that the Justice Department typically, as a rule, does not like to drag people through the mud who are not going to be criminally prosecuted in other words you might do an investigation find there is no evidence you don't take somebody and just drag them on sort of air all their public dirty laundry out to, to, for everybody to see if, if you're not going to move forward with the case that hadn't necessarily been the standard that's been followed in recent years um, but that's the that's the reasoning behind that policy so it's finding some balance between the public's right to know the policy of protecting innocent people, the fact that this is a taxpayer-funded investigation, and the ongoing investigations through Congress into the president and his business operations, it'll be finding that, that, that balance, and hopefully you know, cooler heads will, will prevail there.
0: Hopefully. Um, we just have about a minute here. There have been reports for months about a large number of sealed criminal indictments on the mm-hmm. federal court docket in D.C., speculation that they could be connected to Mueller's inquiry. Knowing what you do about him, do you think that's likely?
1: I think it's likely. I think that the special counsel's office has very likely uh, used SEAL indictments, uh, again, in connection with the idea that there may, may have been pardons promised or whether or not they can indict a president. They could always go back, remember, and try to charge the president's company so they could charge his son, they could charge his son-in-law, they could charge his company. At that point, Mueller would not have been violating the uh, Office of Legal Counsel's guidance about indicting a sitting president, but would rather be able to talk about the acts of this president as he led the company, while at the same time charging people connected with the company who happened to be very close to the president. So I think it's very likely that there are sealed indictments out there that that we've, we've yet to learn about.
0: Pleasure having you on. Hope you'll come back again. That's Michael Morris, former U.S. attorney for Georgia, and he is a partner at Pope McLemory.